What's up, guys? Here with you at FC Wonder Kid, episode 68. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Uh, l listen, I, I had this dream, okay? I had this dream, and I have to ask you about it. Um, I had this dream that Brentford beat Manchester United 4 nothing. Um can you verify this dream? Was it just something that I, you know, was, is it a bad dream? Is it a good dream? All I can say is uh, it felt really real to me. Was it real? <laughs> it was, it was, it was a nightmare for uh, my United fans, as you can see, but for many. But before we go for that, do not forget to like this video. It's a huge help for us at FC Wonder Kid, and it tells us that you're enjoying the podcast and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. But yes, Man yes. United, the first time in over a hundred years that Man United, a manager, loses his first two ma league matches at mm -hmm. Man United. The first time. Eric Ten Hag yeah. is not starting in style. But who is surprised with all this? Legitimately, no. seeing the transfers, Ronaldo clearly predicted that this was going to be the start of Man United's season. And now, who can blame Ronaldo wanting to leave that much? Seeing that mm. midfield, how no options and nothing's fixed, naturally he mm. wants to go. And Frankie De Jong doesn't want to go to Man United. He's simple. This is simple for me. If Man United, instead of the 18 million that they want to splash on Frankie, would splash on mm -hmm. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic and Sangare, Midfield solved. That's it. And start yeah. them instead of Fred and McTominay or whoever is at Man United right now. That's what has well, to happen. That's what has uh, to happen. I, I mean, at this moment, it's like, Clearance. you know, you're, you're, po you're, you're poking Manchester United saying, do something, do something, because whatever they lined up, <laughs> I mean, this, okay, there's a lot to unpack, right, when it comes to this. And, and let's be honest, Cristiano Ronaldo, fine. He might be great in, in knowing and, and, and mm -hmm. being a sage in terms of knowing that this was going to be the, the beginning of the season. But ultimately, Ronaldo is also part of the team, and he definitely bears a brunt of the blame. Do I agree with the English media that, you know, it's all Ronaldo all the time? Oh, no, absolutely really? not. There is, the, there is way too much blame to go across the board with the existing team, mm -hmm. with past members of the team and of the front office and of the managerial staff. And this goes so much deeper than what is currently on the surface at Manchester yes. United. Those players looked dejected. They were getting beaten to the ball, mm -hmm. every one of them, getting beaten to the ball by every Brentford player. Every Brentford player had four times the heart that Manchester United had. And this is like going back to youth football days, right? This is like what your coach tells you, just go out and want it more. Brentford wanted it more, mm -hmm. right? And they were incisive when they got the chance. And then, obviously, David De Gea decided to have one of the biggest stinkers that I've ever seen a goalkeeper have, especially a goalkeeper at his level. But I got to tell you, hmm. they did – Ten Hag, what he's on the hook for is he literally did nothing. He had to have known that this was the mentality heading into these first two games. Fuck. And he did nothing. And afterwards, he says – well, you know, we just all have to come together. That's the only way get out of, uh, we get out of this. Damn right you have to come together. But saying it to the media is not how you do it. You Fuck. put your head down. You get everybody in that room, including Ronaldo, mm -hmm. and you say, please, figure this out, boys. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, it just, it's mm -hmm. embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing because nothing has changed. And Ten Hag, little things. He should have started Malasia from from the beginning, right? Malasia was the only breath of fresh air that came in. Yeah, he played terribly. And Harry Maguire. Eriksson had to drop (sighs) to defend with the center backs because literally no Mm -hmm. other midfielder at Man United would support the center backs. I understand what you're saying, the willingness to run, the willingness to do more than what uh, Brentford players were doing, but... Ralph yeah. Ragnick said, you need a clearance of 10 players. Mourinho said, was my best job to get second place with this team. The best of yeah. the best have spoken. The best coaches, yeah. man. So United has to fix. And a rebuild has to happen. I think every Man United fan would accept ending in seventh or eighth. But knowing mm-hmm. that players like like Bailey's not a problem anymore. Scott McTominay, okay, was on the bench, but... He doesn't have that level. A Garnacho should have been loaned, maybe. A Mejri, Anibal Mejri, like, should have been mm-hmm. loaned out already. I'm at Diallo. They're in the middle of all this mess. Players that could Fair. be improving. James Garner Fair. that had such a good loan. I don't want to see them going down in this rabbit hole. And I just yeah. hope Eric Ten Hag gets a grip. And what I got to say, too, about the changes... Mm-hmm. One thing's for sure. How? What would have been the first thing that would have changed in a locker room if the mentalities changed? The captain! The captain! Yeah. The captain is still Maguire! And Varane mm-hmm. is on the bench! How I is agree. this possible? <laughs> this is... If you said this to me three or four years ago, I would have gone bonkers and bold. And I'm... Look, I'm going crazy because this is crazy. But Varane... Has to start. Martinez, okay, he had some hiccups, but he has to start. Yeah. Malasia has to. And, yeah, he just has to trust whoever's with him. Well, and he definitely I, has to bring in a, a center, uh, a, mid, a, mid, a midfielder. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that, that should have been done day one. And, frankly, that's yes. that's all on Ten Hag's shoulder. And I agree. We had we had commenters I, when, we, when we put a YouTube post up that basically said, you know, what would you do first mm-hmm. if you were Manchester United right now? And the biggest thing is, is they're going after players, right? Uh, yeah. They're going after players that are actually above their station right now, that are above, that need Champions League football and don't want to go there. It, this rings a bell, right? We were talking about this when Arsenal was in the doldrums, when they were really dealing with that and Arteta was trying to turn it around and all that good stuff. Ten Hag and United, I mean, United's been in this for a while, but it has just gotten worse. You've got bruised egos. You've got people that are not playing up to snuff you have players that agreeably they are not man united players but when it comes down to it and you're trying to bring new players in you gotta stop shooting for those like a frankie Dion. frankly he's too good for man united right now okay mm-hmm. so you buy the players you bring in the players that will fight that will fight for the badge you instill the culture you reinstill the culture you bring it back to that and you know or we sit here and we blame the glazers and I get that. Definitely have I, to play I get the that. Grazers. You, you can definitely do that, but that is such a long game. Uh, unless everybody there Essential at Old game. Trafford. <laughs> right. Everybody there that is at Old Trafford, if you're willing to lay down your season tickets, right, and not go to the games and boycott the games, that sends the, that's the best way you hit and, the Glazers. That reviews, that is the best way I think they're the already going to sell it, Bretton, because even their establishments mm. outside of Man United, if you see the Google yeah. reviews, they're in ones. Once it's gyms, <laughs> it's restaurants, it's cosmetics, whatever it has Glazers on, Man United fans are targeting it. And I've got to say this, man, with Eric Ten Hag, that 
I'm a mm-hmm. bit surprised, okay? I was a big admirer of the transfers that I said. Eriksen, I liked. Lisandro Martinez, I liked. Malasia, I liked. Yep. But seeing news yep. now of Arnautovic and Rabiot, you're going not two step backwards. You're going ten step backwards. That is transfers right. of agents, not transfers right. of scouts. And that is yeah. a problem that is from the top. Who, who gets that but, transfers done? It's, it, 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 the Glazers have a hand in it. And I don't know. I really don't know like the real backstory of Man United. Because I see uh, Neville revealing that they're leaking money. He knows more than yeah. us about Man United behind the scenes. And I'll be honest. Yeah. I trust Gary Neville when he says that they don't invest in Man United. And they just take off money from Man United. So the Glazers yeah. will be shocked. For what's to come this season, I do not expect they will stay. Sir Radcliffe, I think he's going to go bold. Let's wait and see. Yeah, but but here's the thing. They they also threw a hundred million pounds mm-hmm. at Jaden Sancho, right? It's it's not as if they didn't necessarily Different, spend. Though. Sure, sure. Were they taking dividends? Were they taking leisurely money off the top, scraping it off the hot? But Sancho had twenty business. gold and assists They're, in a season, right? He, and his English. Did. He, he did, he did, but if you actually needed, if if uh, Rangnick actually needed, you know it was that Ole. money spread across spread across five or six, right? Or only needed uh, that money spread across five or six players in order to deepen the talent pool that was at Manchester United. I then agree. fine, you shouldn't have spent it all on one player. Just like you probably shouldn't have spent fifty million, fifty five million on Lissandro Martinez. Um, you know, when it comes down yeah, to it for me, though, exactly. none of this changes the fact that they could have still gone out there mm. and they could have beaten Brentford to the ball. That You know what that doesn't take? That doesn't take talent. Uh, that doesn't take coordination. That takes you wanting it more. And when Aaron Hickey, when Aaron Hickey laid out Cristiano Ronaldo uh, that's a without Twitter touching the ball clip. at all. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a Twitter video clip, but my goodness. He sacrificed himself for that ball and laid into one guy that if Ronaldo wanted to, he'd get up and he would. That's a, that's a story to tell the future grandkids, right? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to destroy me after I tackled him and not the ball. But Ben Mee in defense, finding a way to actually score. And he's been there how many weeks? A couple weeks, right? Oh. You've got Lissandro getting beaten on the goal line and them getting beaten, what, two, three, four times in the box via head. And Brentford was winning every ball these players don't want it they also don't want to change or else they'd be playing with fire mm-hmm. right i'd see harry Maguire with a red card because he's so tuned up because he wants to lay into somebody and send a message okay mm-hmm. but he's not doing that they're playing timid they're playing i don't know maybe maybe to um to buy the book trying to trying to stay in eth's uh, good graces there's no reason david de gea should have such a howler like that on the second game of the season after a boss comes in. This is a Spanish national team goalkeeper. This is a guy that kept Manchester United from being 10th, 11th, or 12th last season. Okay? And why? How? How does that happen when you are a professional player playing for still one of the largest uh, teams on the planet? I'm just... I, I'm, not gonna so go, I'm not going to go crazy on De Gea because De Gea for me has been one of the best players for Man United in recent history. And I do feel you though that he doesn't pass the best and that's uh, that's the point that he has to improve, especially with Ten right. Hag. But, but I'm, right. I don't feel like De Gea is the problem, nor No, he's Ronaldo. not. I'm not saying he is. Yeah, I'm not I'm, saying he is. What I am saying is that the prep, the match prep 
the understanding of what the boss wants, mm-hmm. the the mentality that is out there to cause some of these players to have but, we like to call it here in the states brain farts. But it's not- to have mm-hmm. those those moments where they're these highly qualified professionals making those. That's more on the boss to me. That's more on the culture. It's not on the player. We know what David De Gea did for Man United last year. He kept them in many games. Yeah, he had mistakes. He, he does have mistakes. I'm not putting this on his shoulder. It's on every one of those players that stepped out there for Man United, and every one of them showed moments of getting their butt handed to them by Brentford players that have maybe you know half of the talent that was on the field for Manchester United. I, Even Christian Eriksen, Matthias mm-hmm. Jensen outperformed his Danish compatriot Christian Eriksen on the day by far. True. By true. far. It's it, it's yeah, I it's, agree. I agree. Brentford is definitely this is the last part I want to say like and you agree. I agree. Brentford yeah. is much more organized than Man United and in that game it felt really and in moments like Shaw like I I I, I agree that yeah, mistakes but Shaw for me was not just mistakes. It was mistakes in effort. That for me is a yeah. player that cannot start next match. I agree with you. Yeah. And people, put down below what do you think Man United Ooh. need. What's going to be the difference in the next matchup against Liverpool? Put some score predictions down below for the Liverpool-Man United Love game, it. okay? The YouTube comment section. Go bold and tell us in episode 68. And yes, let's go Jeez. here. Staying with the Prem now. We can go now to City. Just staying in Manchester. And I got to say, Holland. Oh, you only need two touches. Two touches mm-hmm. in a game, Holland. And you get an assist in your second yeah. Premier League match. Holland is yeah. going bold with Guardiola. And I got to say, that Foden link up with Holland will keep on getting better. Better and it better. Should. <laughs> it should. It should. And man, Phil Foden really enjoyed himself against Bournemouth. It's Told as if you. he. Uh, he was. Really. It's as if he was his filming his own how-to to send to Stevie Gerrard at Aston Villa. Here's how you beat Bournemouth. Okay, uh, a goal and an assist for him. Uh, and uh, it, w- it was a big reminder for me with Phil uh, mm. how how smooth he is yes. right on the ball. He's a smooth operator to the point where right. sometimes it almost feels um, not lackadaisical. That's not the right word, but just too too buttery, mm-hmm. right? To where it almost feels like he's not like English. trying a hundred percent, but he obviously is. Uh, so I, I have to ask you though, mm. um, I, I've seen this pop up over the last couple months in terms of discussing Phil Foden, whether it's via Bukayo Saka or against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even, even Gabi or Pedri or mm-hmm. any of the other ones, Jamal Musiala. Would Phil Foden thrive outside of Pep Guardiola's system? Uh, yes, I think he would okay. thrive. I think if Foden was a, at, at Bayern Munich, they would still yeah. know how to use his genius. And I'll be honest, I do believe that him being with Guardiola, it's <laughs> immense and it's fantastic for his development. Look what, look at what happened to Kimmich, that when Guardiola yeah. left, he still grew and now he's a world-class player for many. So I think Foden, even when Guardiola goes, he will still mm-hmm. be considered the best. And I'd say this, he can be the best player at Man City. He really can. And if he's the best player in Man City, a team that will always be fighting for Champions League football, come on, Phil Foden will be in the discussion with the best players in the world. And at 22, Phil Foden Mm -hmm. is the English player with with the most on his his paper to be a Mm -hmm. Ballon d'Or contender in the future. 
in my opinion, okay? But Saka, you got you got you got you got names. But Foden yeah. for me is the one that's getting the silverware, is playing with yeah. the world's best, and in 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 some games manages to outshine world class players. So yeah, yeah Foden for yeah. me. And, if, and it's a mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, it's a small sample size, right? Yes. In the sense that he has only really worked under Pep, um, and it's convenient how we've all kind of forgotten mm -hmm. how there was maybe a year and a half long period where Pep kept, you know, throwing good uh, plaudits at him, telling True. him that he could be great, he could be this, and then he basically languished on the bench for a while. True. And he sat there and he took that, and he never once said, "Send me out on loan." Um, and he went through that. The issue here sure. is that the only other sample size we have about Phil Foden outside of Pep's system mm -hmm. is with Gareth Southgate and the English national team. And I would make the argument sure. that he hasn't quite hit the, the, the efficiency level mm -hmm. that he hits with Pep in his system. Okay. He hasn't quite hit that at the English national team. And maybe, maybe this winter or summer, wherever you are listening to this, in November, we might actually be able to see Phil Foden take that next step where he does it everywhere he goes. I agree. If, right? if England wins um, the World Cup, it's with Foden in form, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it has to be. be and and for me, you see in England... And uh, this, I think, justifies, too, like what you're saying about Foden. It's like Foden yeah. is not an English talent, a usual English talent. Foden has a touch of Brazilian, of Spanish. He really has that first touch. That You don't, you don't say that's English. He's too magician. He's yeah. a magician on the ball. So... For the English football, they have to adapt to a player like Phil Foden. And I do feel mm -hmm. like Southgate, little by little, he is changing players like Calvin Phillips and Rice, double pivot. That brings a mm. lot of good ball. I build a play. And a player like Foden needs essential, a good and strong build up play that he has with Man City. So okay. I think that England will get there. But a lot of pieces will still have to change. And I love I love the people that are answering our YouTube polls. Please, if you're mm -hmm. listening, go answer the polls and the centre-back poll we did. Best English centre-back, Stones and Tomori, Foden, they will all be together. And yeah, those two players are players that know how to play with ball. Stones and Tomori. So it's not usual. It wouldn't be usual in the past to see centre-backs of England be so yeah. good on ball. So yeah, I do believe in the future Foden will be... A ball, a baller for a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I agree with you. I just, I always like, I think about that, you know, because he is. I agree. I agree. He's, he's one of those types that, you know, thinking of Manchester United of old, where some of those <laughs> players wound up playing with the same club, right? Sure. They played with United their mm -hmm. whole life, like a Paul Scholes. I could see Phil Foden basically staying at Manchester City for the rest Fuck. of his career. But at the, at the same time, it all depends on who is the heir apparent to Pep Guardiola when the time comes. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, um, but, but about uh, the know, city, we got to talk about the Bruyne Bretton, like a goal and an oh, assist. Woo! I, an I exquisite goal and assist with the mm. coffers that he has. And we're saying Foden can be one of the best English players of all time. The Bruyne definitely will be considered one of the best Belgian players of all time and one of the best Absolutely. in the Premier League mm -hmm. to play. So, like, geez, Louise, love it. Guardiola, man. I think he's, he could get to the point where he is the best. He is the best Belgian player of all time. De Bruyne. Okay? I mean, yes. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, where else would you go with that? Enzo Schifo, Enzo. right? Is that was that his name back in the day? I think it was Enzo <laughs> Schifo. Um, I, I honestly don't know um, where. I mean, Vincent Company. 
Um, that is obviously a very large name. Um, so yeah, we'd have to kind of unpack that there, but De Bruyne simply sublime. Mm -hmm. I just hope he stays healthy for the full season for the full campaign. I hope Pep actually manages his minutes some Mm. so that he doesn't get run down. Um, and I think, you know what, if, if, um, if he can keep this going, there's no reason to think he couldn't go like 20 and 20 in the premier league, right? 20 goals, 20 assists, because the way he's playing right now, and I get it, it's Bournemouth and who they play on opening day. Um, oh, why am I already forgetting? West Ham. West Ham, thank you. And West Ham, which, you know, should be a harder match mm-hmm. uh, than, than they have been as of late. But, but, uh, but man, he just looks so good. And, and Holland, yeah, two, and, and what two I touches. Saw, exactly, <laughs> like two touches and he's doing this. What's going to happen when he knows how to play in Guardiola's Man City system? Like when he's got like all the touches, like Holland is going to yeah. be immense. Another player that we see Chelsea. City, they yeah. got ahead of everyone getting Haaland. And that it slept how early Man City got Erling Haaland. And I just like the options with Rodri Phillips. It's the left mm-hmm. back, though. Let's wait and yeah. see. Sergio Gomez, though. Yeah, he was announced, I think. Yeah. Sergio he, he Gomez. Was, he was announced. 15 million. Yep. They weren't mm-hmm. played by f- the 60 million that Brighton asked for Kukurel. He is bowling at Chelsea. Yeah. I respect that. But... City will only pay more than 40, 50, I think it was. So I respect yeah. that they said they were overvaluing and let's get the player, Sergio Gomez, that you were going to replace at Brighton. Yeah. So Brighton were the and, ones <laughs> that got played. And, and a quick shout out, a quick shout out to Rico Lewis, who I believe uh, was one of the young academy players that got to come in and, and make his Premier League debut. I believe he was at left back. Um, but yeah, Sergio Gomez, it sounds like he's going to be understandably so because of their thinness in that spot uh he's gonna he's gonna stick uh with that first team but yes manchester city um yeah they're looking as uh we kind of expected them to start um (laughs) and and now um yeah we'll we'll see where it goes i'm thinking liverpool is gonna have to show something (laughs) um they've got some big fixtures coming up so we'll, we'll see if the real liverpool will stand up because Manchester City is already um, showing that they mean business, and hey, let's let's take it next. Mm. Uh, stick with the Manchester City theme, uh, yeah. and we'll we'll use their exports. Yes, uh, I think we have to talk about a certain guy named Gabby Jesus and Zinchenko. Um, <laughs> And Zinchenko, man. Two players that Arteta like just stole from Man City. And I know all Man City fans just be like, oh my days, we would love to still have Zinchenko Mm. and Gabriel Zouj. And I got to say, Gabriel Zouj, for everybody that has him in fantasy, he went bold and there's a ton of captains with him too. Like the goals, the confidence that Gabriel Zouj has, man. Oh my days. I'm, I'm, look, seeing, I'm happy that he's becoming a better Mm -hmm. player. At Arsenal, sure. because Gabriel Zuz now, Brazil fans, you gotta be hyped with a Gabriel Zuz in form. You have Gabriel Zuz, uh, Neymar, Vinicius Jr., and Rafinha. For the eggs, mm. Brazil in the World Cup, man. What a lethal attack. Rodrigo on the bench, a crazy yeah. bench too with an attack, I gotta say, better than ever. And Bruno Guimarães slotting in next to Casimir, those yep. passes. And Fabinho! It, so they're stacked, it, man. It, oh, it, it is. It is daunting. It is daunting <laughs> to think about. And if you're Leo Messi in Argentina, you're maybe shaking in your boots a little Serbia. bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, yes, of course. Um, but Gabriel Jesus, two mm-hmm. goals, two assists. And I, I have to say, I have to yes. say right now, uh, Arsenal is far from the finished product, in my opinion, right? And they still, 
they still have managed to impress uh, what, what do you mean far from um, the, in the first finished product? Meaning, meaning that I think their ceiling is much, much, much higher. Well, I like, think they can get much better. Mm-hmm. I don't even think their right side, that right side of Sokka, and I guess you could say Ben White or Tomoyasu, Tomoyasu. whoever you want to bring up, mm-hmm. right? They haven't even really contributed as much as that left side has, right? Currently, so far. Gabriel Martinelli mm-hmm. has been absolutely phenomenal Fucked. for them so far this Fucked. season. So I, I think when you can get it more aligned, you get that whole machine moving together. You mm-hmm. maybe avoid, I don't know, granite shaka red cards or high boots or whatever you want to do it. I, I don't know. You're going to run into scenarios um, where where this team is going to get tested. But I think that this team can get much, much I agree. better. Um, so I mean that as a, as a way to kind of maybe bring those, those Arsenal fans that are in the stratosphere right now, just loving life, just bring them down a little bit, but at the same time, um, to, to basically say the gunners are the real deal, but, but the what, gunners are the real deal. You say game. bring it down, but you're saying the highest ceiling, you mean like without fit, uh, like a legacy could start their proper legacy could start. It could, he could, they're, they can improve to become, um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say. Can they something. win the prem? No, 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 not this season. Not this season. Oh, but I am. On. I am pretty confident. Uh, I am pretty confident that there may be a couple more good fixtures away uh, from them really taking a hard run at third, at least based in my predictions. Mm. Um, and and you know, you never know. I, I've predicted that one of the two will fall from grace this season. Liverpool and Manchester City. Even though I wasn't man enough. Mm-hmm. To put it in my predictions, I still believe it's true. Mm-hmm. As of right now, it doesn't look like City's going to do it anytime soon. But I do believe that Arsenal has the tools right now. And maybe a few more signings to shore mm-hmm. things up in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think they could be incredibly dangerous for I a few years to come. I still um, think Arsenal are going to get one more player in this transfer window. And I'm glad mm-hmm. they will. And going for where you, you were talking about with the fullbacks, I completely agree. Yeah. The left-hand side with Zinchenko is much... In terms of creating output forwards, much better than yeah. Tomayasu. And it will always be. Because Tomayasu doesn't uh, deliver the same way forwards. But defensive-wise, mm-hmm. he gives the guarantees. I prefer Tomayasu at the right and stay like that. I want it, I, would like, I like how he plays. But for me, the biggest worry was like the Saliba mistake that I saw. Which sure. was a communication problem with Ramsdale. Yeah, so yeah. it's something that will improve over time. And Saliba afterwards, he showed that he wasn't with that in his mind and he just followed through. And an overall, <laughs> great performance by Saliba at 21. So again, overall, the defense is different and it's better. And it's mm-hmm. something that if you have a younger defense, you will be good in the future. And I got to say this too. Smith Rowe is coming off the bench still. Smith Rowe could... Yeah get a bigger role uh, um, in the middle of this season. And we still yeah. haven't even seen Fabio Vieira in the nope. team. So I've g- I'm telling you guys, be hyped because when Fabio Vieira comes, it's even more options to play. So, and I agree with you. Martinelli is a totally different player with Zinchenko at the left back supporting him. He allows him to go into the middle and create a chance. Really try your shot. And yes, again, Arsenal different. But let's wait and see. And the player that I think they're going to sign, it's going to be a Mm. center mid. And yes, Mm. Yuri Tielema, I think, is going to be the one. I've said it like a month or two, but it still hasn't gone through. So a wait and see type thing. And I see more just Caicedo. 
being referred to go to Arsenal. And if they got him, that would be insane, in my opinion. Shaka you would understandably be on the bench, and Thomas Partey and Moises Caicedo start, in my yeah, opinion. You, you, <laughs> you might, if Arsenal signs Moises Caicedo, uh, I might have to be an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Um, uh, that would just be a wonderful signing. But I think Yori Tielemen is the one that can get done right now. Yes. He wants to leave Leicester. Um, Caicedo can just... too. Caicedo can uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Brighton, yeah, they, can replace, they can replace players very well. They, 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 they have their scout, scouting high level. And they're like, they, yeah. they must have a price tag for Caicedo. I must, they I'd do. Say I'm sure they 60, do. 50. I don't know, but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be expensive. Well, their 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 record in all of his starts is absolutely like amazing. I think they have Fuck one you. loss, like five wins, three draws. They Sheesh. are they are looking every bit the fun team to to track. Obviously, they have inconsistencies. They still need a striker that is Lusky's going to there. actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have I, we haven't really even seen him that much yet. But I I told you I told you in our <laughs> predictions. Alexis McAllister is who you want to be watching. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Alexis yeah. McAllister has definitely Argentina. started the season very, very well for him. And I honestly do believe that he could work his way in to that Argentinian no, 11. Um, is, I do. Is so I much do. better than him. Man. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You know, I, I agree in, in some respects. I think they, they're not exactly um, the, the, the same um but alexis i i gotta give credit where credit's due because Absolutely. alexis has stepped this game up and he now he now feels like he's he's part of the uh he was from Argent argentinos juniors and i think he has like two brothers um the McAllister brothers that just play pro football everywhere um i love the story of alexis McAllister. i love the stories of moises cachado and mm -hmm. i love brighton's transfer policy and i'm not afraid uh, not afraid to say it but you know what mm -hmm. i gotta move on yes because i gotta talk about i don't like what i'm seeing and i know it's two days mm. uh two games but coutinho's already injured <laughs> i don't know for how long and he hasn't looked himself just yet. He hasn't even looked a part necessarily of mm -hmm. the villain def uh, villain offense. Um, so I'm I don't know if this is this squarely on the shoulders of uh, of Stevie Gerrard or what do you say? Because it has looked you know I, Stevie Gerrard. Here's what I don't understand: you bench Tyrone Mings, you strip him of his captaincy, right? Mm -hmm. And then immediately the guy that you replaced him with, probably not because Diego Carlos is the guy you replaced him with. Mm -hmm. You bench then after one game, Ezri Kansa, and you put him back in. And now you expect it to be different. And guess what? Now it's back to Kansa and Mings in the future. Why? Because Diego Carlos just picked up a pretty bad injury, mm. right? So I don't know. I'm just going to say man management for Stevie Gerrard so far at Aston Villa hasn't been um up to snuff for me um not that he's caring about my opinion and but villa, ultimately villa does come with those good. expectations that like if they're if they're spending those transfer fees like with carlos with buendia with bailey it comes with the yeah. expectations of at least getting top 10 football for aston villa so stevie g is in the hot seat that must be said i yeah. agree with you and they, but aston they villa, still won though, they still won they did and but buendia Buendia was the mm -hmm. one that impressed me the most. Finally in the score sheet. And yeah, mm -hmm. he seemed like he wanted a redemption. And let's wait and see. I feel like that's a player that if he's better, Villa will be 
so he's like it was the Jack Grealish replacement, but it didn't go <laughs> as well at the start. But if he goes no. well this season, I think he he wasn't bad, but he can be much better in my opinion. So. Oh, I mean, but I, but you have no worries about Coutinho. You have no worries. You have a feeling he will produce in the long run. Uh, that this will not be injury riddled. I know it's early, but he just Coutinho, hasn't looked a part of that offense. My thing about Coutinho is he came for twenty million. He's getting hundred and fifty k mm. a week. Like for what he came for, he's he's worth the value. He's worth the value. Like Aston Villa getting Coutinho was a miracle itself, in my opinion, at the yeah. time from Barca. So I I'd say Aston Villa fans keep on go try to go bold and stick with Stevie G because what he did but with Rangers was good. But keep an eyebrow, eyebrow up. I agree. Bubak, yeah, yeah, you gotta play more. Play mm. him. Play him. Oh, and he's, he's a player so that should have gone, gone to United straight in January. And then instead of 10 players to replace, it'll only be nine maybe. Come on, for yep. five million. Ralph Ragnick wanted him. But, oh. Any of those players could have happened. They, they're just not signing him. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, Villa Villa still got the win. They mm -hmm. got the win versus Everton. They bounced back after losing to Bournemouth. They got the three points. So maybe I'm pouring a little too much cold water on, you know, Villa's chances. It's just it's just the Diego Carlos, depending on how long he's out. That's going to be a big deal. But mm -hmm. then again, most of last season was who? It was constant and, and, and Mings. And Villa so, has something that not a lot of teams in the Prem have. It's like they got prolific options on the bench too. Like they got Watkins playing and they can have Danny Ings yeah. uh, on the bench too. Or they can have Ings yeah. playing and Watkins on the bench. So yeah. in terms of and, like even options finishing, they can't complain. Yeah. And Kamara can play in this at center back too, so they they still got depth there. Um, but no, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But that is what Villa in my predictions is one of the clubs that I just I don't have them putting it together. But Newcastle this on season. top, Newcastle um, on top. That yeah. mentality, man. I'm telling you, they're gonna be on top of Villa. I in my in Nick, my opinion, community. In my opinion, <laughs> Nick Pope. Nick Pope with that with that uh, <laughs> showing, right? Nick Pope uh, essentially Pope just. Pope. Paid his value. Paid his value in space. 30 years yeah. old. 30 years old. Yeah. Nick Pope. I told you guys, mm -hmm. one of the best moves this transfer window. Slept. Nick Pope. Botman's uh, Pope. Every, I think I targets. I really like the business that Newcastle did. They, they yeah. did the business that they knew their position. They knew people were mm -hmm. always going to push money from them. And yeah, they just said, okay, Botman, he's worth, he's worth the money. He's worth the extra yeah. 10 million that we're going to push. So, yeah, I like the recruitment policy from Newcastle. And they're, they're doing it the right way, man. They're going to be a crazy they still need still need a striker. They still need a striker. <laughs> True, but, in yes. which I think um, Gosal, I don't know if it's going to happen, but, yeah, mm. Gosal Rems, there's a lot of talk in the Portuguese news that he will be going to the Prem for 30 million. Yeah, Newcastle or Wolves. That's the talk right now. I'm uh, shocked. Okay. If I was – if I was – Chelsea, man. Why doesn't yeah. Chelsea go for him? Honestly, you guys need a striker. I know he's a youngster and he just scored a hat trick in Michelin. But Gonzalo Rems, I, I just would want him to succeed somewhere, man. And yeah, seeing yeah. how Havertz plays in that 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 striker, that uh, that mobile striker role, Gonzalo right. would be perfect for it. Well, and L Lukaku's already got his first goal back at Inter, and you've got <laughs> Timo Werner in a pretty weird manner scores his goal for RB Leipzig and, on his return. And so, Lukaku's first um, goal for Inter was with Lecce too. So like he scored yeah. the first goal twice. <laughs> there back. you go. There you go. And they, they really they made it very tough to get by Lecce. So Fuck. congratulations to Lecce. But Don't ultimately, uh, I, we can't move on 
without talking about Leeds United uh, and without me patting myself on the back here because I said at the beginning of this season, this season, literally like two weeks ago, <laughs> I said that the most important man for keeping Leeds United out of a relegation scrap moving forward was going to be whether or not Rodrigo could figure out or could actually mm-hmm. prove his worth, his value, what he was brought in for, which I believe was around 30 million euros. And he's got three goals in two games. They <laughs> haven't been the prettiest of goals. He's missed other big chances. Yeah. And guess what? Leeds United should have gotten all three points against Southampton, uh, but they did They did bungle it at the end. Uh, they were up to zip. And then two guys for Southampton, Sekumara, young mm-hmm. kid, brought from Bordeaux, and no. Joe Aribo, who doesn't get enough credit for what he has done in his career so far, going from Charlton Athletic to Rangers to now Southampton, and he scored his first Premier League goal. So you got to give, you know, a hand to them and fighting back. But I am going to say right now that Leeds United last year probably would have given up that third goal in the end, uh, and they would have lost all three points. So for them to get one away uh, tells me that the project is still on course. Um, But Rodrigo is a big deal. Because I don't think Bamford might be out injured again, Ice. and Leeds are yeah, Leeds are back looking at a striker. So next game Ice. we might see Gel Gelhard with Rodrigo behind him, and uh, I would not be uh, angry. They have that. to so, sign a striker, man. It's two seasons do. with Bamford like that. Kalimwendo, nice. man, just go to Leeds, man, and you will ball out with Jesse Marsh, Brendan Aronson. Todd Sarah Renee got him. Todd oh. Renee got him. 22 million. Even worse for Arno Calimundo. Oh, I'm a douche. So Stadren, they anticipated themselves. Even more youth to Stadren. Oh it's my crazy. So, They're but, so... <laughs> yeah. But they know that they can get... Yeah. like for, Oh, but... Th- oh, exactly. That's the Matthias mm-hmm. Tell money. Oh, my days. Yeah. So they're... Stadren, good, good money. Good money. And mm-hmm. they replaced immediately with a player that in an in instant impact will be better than Matisse Tell. I like it, Kalimundo. Yeah. So, yeah, hey, I yeah. didn't know that transfer happened. Oh, my days. So, and just so I don't Stuck forget to mention there. this, there's another transfer to in uh, Liga. This is underrated, too. I just want to mention fast Mohamed Kamara. Wee's Red Bull oh, Salzburg, yeah. 15 million people. And watch this defensive midfielder that just went to AS Monaco. He's going to be yep. one of the best midfielders in league. Uh, Malian midfielder. He is bold from Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, what a yeah. bargain. What up? I just want to say because we're mentioning Liga. Mohamed yeah, he, he, he covers a lot of ground. He's exactly. part of that system. He covers a lot of ground. He's a tough tackler. Mm-hmm. And him paired with Yusuf Fofana at Monaco is going to mm-hmm. be pretty scary, except Fofana did get himself a red card in this last game. So it'll actually probably be Elliot Matazo and uh, Ma- and um, Ma- Akamara. Yep. So I, I, I agree for $15 million, mm-hmm. That's a bargain because my guess is he goes to the Bundesliga for 30 uh, a couple years from now. Um, but yeah, no, definitely good not to forget that. Mm-hmm. But I do want to, we got to snap back, right, to yes. this big, the big marquee game of the Premier League weekend. <laughs> and that would have been Tottenham versus Chelsea. Conte and I Tucho. just, I was about, listen, I was, yeah, seriously, I was about to call the local police station and put an APB out for Harry Kane and Son because I don't know where they went the majority of that game. But, <laughs> Harry Kane, 96 minute. He just waited until the last moment to get on the end uh, and make it two to two. But ultimately, come on, that had all the fixins for a beautiful melodrama uh, that had literally Thomas mm-hmm. Tuchel and 
Conte going at each other's throats. <laughs> you had uh, Kai Havertz and Kuti Romero head to head going at each other. You had a red card to both of the managers after the whistle. Mm -hmm. um, just great extracurricular oh activity. My. That oh handshake <laughs> was so tense between Conte and Tuchel. And I got to say, yeah. I feel like Lukaku adds a lot of story to these two because Tuchel mm. was the one saying, go to your daddy, to Lukaku. Go to your daddy, Conte, to Lukaku. Conte mustn't be happy about this chit chat from Tuchel with Lukaku no. and I'm sure Lukaku would have said the Conte so we got here a love triangle between Tuchel Conte and Lukaku so that might be the reason of all that tension man even when they score a goal between each Ooh. other they would provoke and pass towards but speaking I football know. I want to say here Kukurela in my opinion was it's I said it in the pod I I, I do uh, I do say 60 million is a lot. I do say that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I can't imagine Chelsea playing without Cucurella now. Legitimately. Cucurella oh. is essential in Chelsea's system. Chelsea attack from the left creativity-wise. And Cucurella adds so much to Mason Mount's game. And he adds a lot to the attack. Reese James playing right center, right center back with Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I liked it yeah. at the start, but the moment it changed and he went to midfield, they got to go straight away because they just forgot that he went back to right wing back, Reese James. So tactics-wise, yeah. I do like the adaptability of many of these players, but I'm going to go back to the say that is I got to judge the, the quality and finishing. That's the only thing I really felt in that game. The, to Chelsea still mm -hmm. haven't improved their finishing. They're still not yeah. prolific going forwards i do not get that sense a limited sense that they're going to score a goal they need someone a better nine it has to happen so and i gotta yeah. highlight kolebali kolebali for me man of, of the course. match that game the goal mm -hmm. unbelievable goal crossed in by kukurela and kolebali showing to the world that he's one of the best center backs in the world not just premier league in the world definitely kali do kolebali leveling him Hudiger. So, yeah, for yeah. me, man of the match. Somebody free Christian Pulisic. <laughs> uh, uh, I just, I, I need to see him playing. Um, now, Ziyech, now it's just, they're, they're, uh, I know. I mean, my, my goodness. Uh, you, you're going to accept Havertz week in, week out, but Pulisic doesn't, when he's healthy, barely gets a run. Um, I think he does. He, he probably has to leave if he's going to get full. And full Obama Yang is still the news. Obama Yang I know. is still the news, man. Uh... And I see Fabrizio now, man. Now it's gotten to me, <laughs> Bretton. That was like, oh, oh my days. How are they considering this, in my opinion? I don't get it. It must be because yeah. Tuchel knows Obama Yang. It must be yeah. because of that. It must be. Probably. I, 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 yeah. I, if they were going to get Dembele in the past, okay, get Obama. Mm. That 15, 20 million. Barca wins with that situation. But still, yeah. I'd say Fofana, though. Desperate call. Yeah. Desperate call, uh. man. Get Fofana so you don't have Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing right wing back and you have Reese James, man. Get Wesley Fofana, yeah. man. Yeah. Desperate. 75, 80 million for for a reconstructed ACL, that kind of scares me. Um, I, 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 hey, I understand. I understand that. It, and I agree. It is what you. it is. And you see yeah. Liverpool getting Konate for 30 million. I feel you. Mm -hmm. uh, and Saliba. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get you. I get you. Ooh. Well, listen, the Premier League did mm -hmm. not fail to deliver mm -hmm. this weekend. Saw a bunch of goals, a bunch of good games. But listen, you want real goals, mm -hmm. right? You want all the goals, 
you probably have to go to PSG uh, because I don't know what Neymar is eating this day, these days, but he's having he's having fun feasting on the defenses of Clermont well, and Montpellier. I agree, uh, but but if uh, you don't want a goals, if you don't want goals, you don't go to yeah. PSG. You go to Barca, as it seems, man. Right? Oh yes. Oh well, I wasn't gonna bring that up yet, because you know I don't want to see that. But come on, you paid all that money. You rented all that out. And you got zero goals oh, against Rayo Vallecano. But, no, listen. But it they, was no, they dominated the game. Exactly. They exactly. The there was clear intention with that. And look, Lewandowski will get the goals. My st- uh, more, I uh, more or less in the future, I believe, man. I'm and sure. It's I'm gonna, sure. it's gonna happen, man. And Rafinha, I Panfati. It's just mm-hmm. seeing Barca mm-hmm. play. It's just, it's just yeah. like they're inevitable to score a goal. Seeing Dembele, Rafinha, and Fati always trying to like arrows to that to that goal and Lewandowski yeah. man uh, I wasn't that day but it will be in the future but I gotta say but this here from yeah. from Barca for me mm-hmm. watching Barca I have to say I have a growing fear not a growing fear my biggest worry with Barca is with center backs they're locked Eric Garcia Cristian Jules Conde and Ronald Araujo but because they're so good in center backs they they got to fix their fullbacks with the center backs now this season. So I expect Ronald Araujo to drop to the fullback for a couple of mm. games, like we saw with against Rai. But that is mm-hmm. a problem. So it I just hope Marc Zalon's deal gets done and another fullback slot is like, it's easier for them. Because right now, Jordi Alba is just as a, Jordi Alba is a problem right now at Barca, in my opinion. Sergio yeah, Roberto well, playing is a problem in my opinion. The fullbacks will have to be fixed. At center backs, yeah. you're dead, deadlocked. But at fullbacks, you again, gotta fix it. Free Sergio Dest too, please. <laughs> free Sergio. I mean, come on, if you're not gonna play the guy, find him another place. Alejandro Balde, um, if, if he doesn't. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Alex Balde. I'd love to see more of him. But I, I do have to say something. Well, they did. They wound up finalizing the loan of uh, Nico to Valencia. I'm excited Ah, to see him playing week in, week out there. But I'm looking at it, and Mm -hmm. that game changed markedly (laughs) when Frankie de Jong came on the pitch. Okay, Frankie de Jong is their best midfielder. Pedri will be their best midfielder. Frankie de Jong is their best midfielder. Because if Pedri is outside of that Barca midfield, the Barca midfield can't Mm -hmm. do anything. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that either. We we have to see. We have to see. Last that season we happened, saw that. You know? Like the moment that Pedri got injured, Barca lost mm-hmm. everything. Like they really lost everything. The moment he got injured, Pedri. Yeah, I don't have my timetable set up because when did Xavi come in? What? The, the, like it, like it was last season, Bretton. When when Pedri huh. got injured yeah. in April. I, April. No, that I was a huge blow. That was a huge blow a, at the time. There were there are other injuries as well. No, not right? as big there as are other injuries. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I think a Ronaldo Raja was out for a while too, was he not? But he, he had quite a quite a bit of an injury bug last season. But no, I agree. But at the same time, Frankie De Jong is your best midfielder, and I don't know why you wouldn't play Pedri and Frankie De Jong, right? I, I, but the only reason you're kind of pushing him out is because of or you're you know there's criminal. Uh, whatever, criminal action when it came to signing his contract in the first place, thanks to Bartomeu and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, that doesn't change the fact that Frankie Young is still a massive piece and should be a massive mm-hmm. piece of Barcelona moving mm-hmm. forward if he wants to stay. And mm-hmm. if they can justify paying him what he 
uh, was contractually obligated to get. But if you want to go to war to get him out so that you can raise money to bring other people in, then yes, Gavi and Pedri are your guys. But in the end, and Kessier, but ultimately what I got to say is, are they ready to put the full season, three campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. Three campaigns, put the full season on their young shoulders. They'll in be no better. way am I saying Pedri will be a better player than Frankie de Jong long-term, absolutely, if he's not already. But I am saying right now, Frank de Jong is actually perfect for Barcelona, and they're not playing him as such because they're doing other extracurricular things in order to get him the hell out of there. So, so it, I, I, I respect your opinion you with that. I'm but okay, I'm going to say that Frankie has to leave because if Frankie leaves, Bernard Silva comes... And Bernard Silva coming for me would be what would really put this team in another hemisphere, man. Because when mm -hmm. I was seeing that game against Rayo Vallecano, they were missing that player. That Gavi, okay, he's still getting started this season, okay. Still, he didn't have sorry, sorry. He didn't have a good game. Exactly. He didn't have a good game exactly. against Rayo. Exactly, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. Because Gavi didn't have a good game, the goal didn't appear because the moment from midfield to attack, Lewandowski wasn't getting the ball served like mm -hmm. he wanted. And I'd say Pedri, Pedri for me, is really the player that's going to be the game-changing man. But I feel you, Brett, where you're coming from. And I know some Barca fans will, that are listening will know that what I'm talking about, that Pedri injury, because that was, that was the problem, man. What's no, 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 happen? I remember it. I remember it. I do. Mm. I remember Pedri going down, and I remember also making comments about how he had played way too much. I mean, the fact that they even allowed him to play in the Olympics. That was, that was after was, that. That was after. He came back uh, after that, and he got injured again. I, no, I understand that, but it, it's because he also wasn't fully recovered, and he came back too soon. But exactly, ultimately. exactly, and he was uh, exactly yes. because he wasn't fully recovered. He had because right. Barca were so bad, Xavi had to play him, <laughs> and that's why they were winning matches, but, but, all the matches with Pedri, all of them. Right, they were going on a like right. twenty game run with Pedri, like last yeah, season. Yeah, well, mm -hmm, and it was because mm -hmm. of Pedri. And if Pedri, the mm -hmm. moment he left, down the drain. Even Frankfurt, like I know he played, but come on, he and was he, he wasn't himself in that game too. So then you better wrap him in bubble wrap. Um, or you better get Bernardo Silva in fast if you're going to uh, forcibly push uh, yes. FDJ out. And then at the same time, they're not going to a new stratosphere with Bernardo Silva alone. They need fullback upgrades. So this is still they a will process be beyond that. But you believe they're Champions League contenders with Bernardo as Silva. is. Yeah, with Bernardo Silva. Oh, definitely. but as is previously. You said they were Champions League but contenders. I'd say, I say that, yeah. I'd say that, yeah. I'd say okay. that, yeah. I'd say that. And honestly, after what I saw with Rayo, I'm going to go with that. And with Conde, if Conde is there, the build up played much better. I, I still believe a ton in the, Barca game, in the Barca team. And it's not because of Rayo, with the end product didn't go well, that I'm going to go out mm -hmm. with it. So, people, no, trust the it's process. And trust Xavi, okay? Trust what he's doing because he knows ball at an extent level. Mm -hmm. Convincing Lewandowski, Conde, all these players. And it's the right system. You'll, you'll, you'll see. It's going to be great, man. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for it. If it means a toe-to-toe -to -toe battle for the La Liga title between Real and Barcelona, I am 100% here for it. Um, just as long as they don't, um, just as long as we have Barcelona for the rest of my lifetime. And, you know, I and, don't, don't want to go under. And their pie hopefully goes to Juve. And yeah, if they need, I mm -hmm. hope Obama doesn't leave, but their pie, as it seems, is going to Juve. So 
Thank you, Depay. Not needed. And Frankie De Jong too afterwards. That's the way it's going to go. And yeah. Was it last se- last season's best uh, top scorer for them? Not needed, right? <laughs> Depay, you say he's needed when Lewandowski comes. <laughs> no, but you, you do you do need, just like you want to put everything on the shoulders, squarely on the shoulders of Gabi and Pedri, you do need Obama there. But Memphis Depay is not going to accept necessarily being a depth piece moving forward. Yeah, yeah but Obama Yang is likely gone too, potentially, um, based on Fabrizio Romano now getting involved. So mm-hmm. just saying, you know, it, depth is going to be a worry long term for them um, until obviously uh, Xavi gets all the money raised to where he can build the team that he wants because it's now or bust, right? Champions League now or bust, or at least La Liga now. Or bust. So, um, yeah. But, hey, hat tip, okay, or a clap mm-hmm. to Dimitrievsky because he had one hell of a game in for Rayo Vallecano. And I know he's an older goalkeeper, but, hey, you love to see those types of stand-on-your-head uh, performances mm-hmm. um, that don't come very often. But, man, that was, that was kind of one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens in La Liga. The rest of La Liga, I guess, started as we expected. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, except Sevilla, mm, they're looking eh, not so good. Um, first game. <laughs> I, it is the first game, but I'm, I'm just telling you, you sell off your two best center backs. I don't care. I don't even think Markel played, right? So, I think it was it was a, it was a DM that yeah. played as a center back. A, and, a Gudeli, uh, Gudeli. Yes, yeah. yes. He's a Serb, right? Yeah. He's Serbian. He's a good player. Uh, I like yes. him, but yeah, I okay. feel it. But Mercado is, he'll play. Though. He'll, but, oh, I know. He'll play. I know but he'll still, play. like yeah. Sevilla. Let's wait and see. Put your thoughts of mm-hmm. Barca down below. Do you believe Barca are going to come back stronger than ever? Will they go <laughs> the second game go crazy? Put down below your, your thoughts. And if they're going to still sign more players, will Bernard Silva happen? Tell us in the YouTube comment section. But yes, mm-hmm. you were talking about where the goals were not missing. And I think in two league games, PSG has 10 goals already. So they're going bold. And I got to say this, man. Noon Minge passing that ball to Gnat Sanj for his first touch. First goal is the bold start that we love to see. And Vitinha, Gnat Inunu. What an amazing Portuguese core you have, PSG. This is the core you need to win a Champions League. These are the players. You are going bold, mm-hmm. PSG, and I love it, man. I got I to start with PSG talk. I know they got all Neymars, they got Mbappes, but Gnat, obrigado. And I like that chemistry of Gnat and Neymar. I think they got yeah. personalities. They'll, they'll mix. They'll, they'll be friends, man. I like that. I like and that. I- you mentioned you let me mention Mbappe. You mentioned Neymar, but obviously they have they said they have some other bum coming, you know, mm. uh, scoring some goals and doing some things. You know, a, a certain guy named Leo Messi. But yes, True. this core, mm-hmm. if you get them playing together, evening out the egos, uh, playing the way a Christoph Gaultier team could play, I'm I'm telling you, uh, they they could win the Champions League. And I know that seems. Uh, they have like they that's have literally to. what their goal is that's yeah. what they want so ultimately yeah the, the the supporting cast having a commonality between them whether they're portuguese whether they've played together whether they just read each other well um the supporting cast is being built around that front three and um as of right now okay they brushed off claremont they brushed off montpellier mm-hmm. who's next well, who's next True, true. and there's a lot of speculation now coming that from the locker room that Mbappe wasn't happy. And during the game, you could see that Mbappe wasn't happy. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, he was very. He was not happy during the game. Not smiling. Scored a goal. He was like, ah, he wasn't. I don't know what happened, but the news and the reports are saying that Neymar and Mbappe had a fight inside the locker room because oh, of the geez. penalties. Who does the penalty? Who scores the penalties? And I'm thinking to myself. They're debating between Neymar and Mbappe. They should just give it to Lionel Messi to score the penalties because that man yeah. is the one that has the right and he's the greatest out of the three. So just give it to him because he's got the chances not to miss the pen, man. I find that I wonder, so... Oh, my days, man. Neymar. Uh, no, I know. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room. I mean, does Leo Messi actually argue with people? Uh, I want to know that. Well, at Barca, <laughs> at Barca in Argentina, like, Barca, he, he, he loves mm. to have that accountability. And for the national sure. team, I feel like he's a very tough guy. And I like mm. that. I like to hear that about Messi. But with PSG, you feel a bit that complacency, even when they won the League One right. title. He was, like, walking well, afterwards. It's it's Claremont and Montpellier, and there's nothing wrong with that, but ultimately, they're, they're playing in a league that they have leveled up because of their financial backing, because of the players they brought in, the talent they brought in. League One is just not... It is. It's going to be what? that way. It it, it's going to be a harvesting ground for complacency. Hey. It 100% is. Well, but, uh, you know, and it, but to be fair, just, the only team in Liga to have a Champions League, it's Marseille. So PSG, yeah. they have to prove themselves in Liga to get that Champions League. And even in top league uh, winners, Satantien yeah. is with PSG with 10 league titles. So they yeah. still have to prove themselves historically in Liga. They do. Well, so I, I, I Liga. So let's oh. wait and see. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll wait we'll wait and see with that, but uh no, at least at least Neymar uh mm -hmm. can be happy with his hat-trick of assists last week and his hat-trick of goals this week. <laughs> um and uh maybe he smooths things out with Kylian Mbappe, <laughs> but if that ego fight is already happening then Neymar <laughs> Neymar Who knows what the next month or two is going to bring? 3 games, 5 goals and 3 assists yeah. for Neymar. So 3 Ooh. games, what more can you ask? Eight Ooh. goal involvements for Neymar. That is elite, and especially when yeah. you had a lot of news for him to leave PSG before mm -hmm. all this started, and especially before the World Cup that I mentioned, Zouj, it had Neymar yeah. there too. So both of them have those expectations. And Ballon d'Or talk, man. Mbappe said, yeah. Mbappe said, oh, I got to say this too. Uh, Messi isn't nominated for the Ballon d'Or uh, since for the first Messi isn't nominated for the Ballon d'Or for the first time since 2005, man. Oh, my days, man. And that is not the... I think Messi should still be there. Should still be there, in my opinion. Yeah. Winning Finalissima, you know, Liga, yeah. he wasn't that bad, as people say he was. And he's not that bad not to be in the top 30. Ronaldo's there. Yeah. Messi can be there, too, in my opinion. Especially well, last season. I agree with that. I I, I, hey, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, we could go down the nominees and say who shouldn't <laughs> be there, but ultimately, more egregiously, mm. Thomas Mueller is not there. Uh, not there. 41 goal involvements last season. Not there. Mm. Okay. Why would Ronaldo be there? Why what? would Ronaldo be there, but not Thomas Mueller in the in the in the Ballon d'Or? In the Ballon d'Or nominees. I feel like both should be there, honestly. But well, I I agree there, but I'm I'm now picking picking and choosing here because why would Luis Diaz be there but not Thomas Mueller? This has nothing to do with Luis Diaz as a player, but if you're actually taking his season and comparing it to Thomas Mueller's season, 
Thomas Mueller, I believe, led or came close to leading the top five leagues in goal and not goal involvements in assists. And he had 41 goal involvements. Thomas like- Mueller is a very incredibly underrated player. And he, the fact that he was not nominated, in my opinion, is downright criminal. And then I got, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. A little bit of an inkling of an understanding here. Okay. Because you take that, maybe it's a Bayern bias. Maybe it's a Bundesliga bias. I don't know. But ultimately what they do last season they created a striker of the year, right? Award oh, yeah. for, who, for, for who? For Lewandowski. Yeah. Well, are they offering it again this season? <laughs> they, they, no. They're not? Not that I know of. Hey. Yeah, uh, you know, and and this is, this is via Robbery Twitter. Robbery on Lewandowski, man. Robbery yeah, on so Lewandowski. Basically, like, we, we know he's not getting what he probably deserves, and they gave it to Messi. Nothing, you know, we could fight that until we're blue in the face. We could go all in on that. But ultimately, they created an award to give it to Lewandowski to essentially not create the award, not have the award anymore. Okay, that was when he was Byron, mm-hmm. with Bayern. You're also ready for this. How many Ballon d'Or nominations does Joshua Kimmich have? Mm, zero. <laughs> One now. Oh, <laughs> good. He should One. have a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. This season. This oh. season of all seasons. This past season. This past season wasn't even his best season. And you're telling question. me that out of 30, <laughs> it was. Out of 30 nominees that Joshua Kimmich has literally won it's... nomination. How good has he been? And how consistent has he been over the last four or five seasons for Bayern? I, it, it just makes I, no I, sense I to me. And it just tells you, I don't know what France football's agenda is. I don't want to get into a conspiracy theory. I don't want to whatever. But ultimately, how, like, I like Luis Diaz as a player. Mm-hmm. But over over Messi, I, I don't you, know. And you have Rafael Leão. You have Darwin And you there. have Rafael Leão. You yeah. have Darwin. But Luis Diaz, but, for me, I'll be honest. Right. I, I, I like that being there. Personally, because Why? Luis Diaz was tremendously important for Liverpool to go where they went in the lengths of being in four title races at the yeah, time. Rafa Leao was, was virtually unmarkable mm-hmm. for the f- final of the season to help them win oh, no. against a lot of odds to help them win. But Rafael Leao the is there. Actual is there. I know. I, no, I know. But I mean, you were, you were kind of questioning the fact that Rafael Leao was there. Right. Uh, no, no, no. I was like, m- with Messi, with Messi ahead. Yeah, right. I, I kind. But, but what I'm saying is like, they need basic. I feel like France football and all these awards prioritize yeah. goals, 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 finishing, everything, attack. Midfielders mm. and defenders do not get the recognition they deserve. And a keeper like Courtois had to put so many monumental games. To get the recognition he deserves at goalkeeper. I'm, so, I'm in my opinion, a player like Kimmich, a player like Thomas Muller, yeah. two great examples, in my opinion, the Ballon d'Or should be fixed because players like them need to get the proper rating that they deserve, man. Even in and video they, they, games, man. This should be. This should yeah. all be much more database-driven, man. This shouldn't. This yeah. I don't like that. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. That's the case, man. Football fans it, are being uh, lied upon. With this, because a football <laughs> fan that doesn't know football says France football top top thirty in the world Ballon d'Or. He's like, ah, oh, Kimmich is not there. He's not a top thirty player in the world. If he's a young a young person, you know what I mean. So uh, we yeah, should he, educate the right way. Yeah, but he, but he is there. He is there this season. So we're happy to hear that. But yeah. the fact that it was his first Ballon d'Or nomination surprised the absolute living 
yeah. stuff out of me. And, okay. And Mbappe, um, and Mbappe so, said yeah. his top three for the Ballon d'Or was Sadio Mane, uh, Benzema, mm -hmm. and himself. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. do you agree with that top three of Mbappe? Uh, yes. Mm. And, I agree and himself, too. wait, um, Mbappe, Benzema, and I'm sorry, who and was Sadio the other one? Mane, Benzema, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. Yeah. Yes, I do. I actually yeah. do agree with that. Come yeah. on, World Cup qualification. Yeah. I don't know if that actually counted That's, towards the voting, but mm -hmm. Afcon. Uh, how screamingly important he was for Liverpool and Senegal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I, 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 I do agree with that. I do think Salah's um, better than Mane, though. I just want to put that out. <laughs> but Mane <laughs> had a better season. I completely agree. Yeah. The Afcon was a sherry on top of the cake. Best African yeah. player that season. So definitely with that. We're this mentioning, is, though, Balo I mean, put down below, who do you think will... Oh, no. That's Benzema. <laughs> Who do you yeah. think will be the top three of the Valador? Because there might be a bit of mystery with that. Uh, who do you think it's going to be? We'll see. And yes, we have Ballon d'Or, but we have another trophy this parallel. Mm -hmm. But it's with the name mm -hmm. of our pod for the Wonder Kids. And we have the Copa Trophy that has as nominees Jamal Musiala, Bukayo Saka, Karima Deyemi, Graven Birch, Jude Bellingham, Gavi, Noon Minch, Guardiol, yes, Virts, and Camavinga. Camavinga. Oh, yeah. I said Saka. I think you said it. Yeah, I said Saka. Yeah, Soccer. you got yeah. it. You got it. So, Camavinga, yeah, that, that was the name. I, I, I written that a bit scrummy, so I was like, ah. So, Camavinga, man. Yeah, got to say that name too, man. But in midfield, oh, the depth in this list, man. Bellingham, yeah. Gravenberch, Gavi. Wirtz, Kamavinga, Copa Trophy, man. It's midfielder's trophy, man. <laughs> and Nunez. Yeah. And and the majority of these players uh, either are in the Bundesliga now or were in the Bundesliga last season. And I just have to say, mm. you know, I, I'll tell you my winner at the end of this, who I think is going to win. But <laughs> I just have to say, man, Florian Wirtz obviously getting on here mm -hmm. uh, makes a whole lot of sense. But if he had finish that season injury free mm -hmm. uh you gotta think that he would have been 100 in the running to actually Fucked. win this thing 100 in the running and Wirtz. i just wish that that had happened for his sake Wirtz was at um, the level of bellingham before he got injured yeah. so yeah. definitely Sheesh. definitely but who do you think's gonna win it you said that you said uh, that fast but who do you think's yeah, gonna win it? <laughs> I, I i i believe jude bellingham deserves to win it. um yeah he's he's my winner I, he's my winner, and I and I got you know I love this. I saw it in a tweet, and I no, come you know you very you very no. Champions I mean, Kamavinga won that. He he did, and it all came down to several several appearances uh, for him. Uh, absolutely, he played a part. But Jude Bellingham, in terms of consistency, and once again, I don't know what the matrix is, right? For any <laughs> of this crap, but ultimately, Jude Bellingham, come on, was so consistent, and at his age to be that consistent for the second place team in the Bundesliga mm -hmm. to work his way into the English national team setup, which is not a place that mm -hmm. is pretty easy to do considering how True. far they went in the euros um, and how relatively dominant they were in uh. world's cup qualifying. Um, Jude Bellingham is a man beyond his years. And in fact, we could say that about a lot of these players. Yeah, Gavi's playing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> playing beyond his years. Musiala's playing beyond his years. Saka's playing beyond his years. But exactly. I do have to say, for me, it's Jude Bellingham in terms of the the character he exudes, because I do know that that is mm. part of the mm -hmm. the equation. Okay. Um, just he exudes being a a, win, a winner, a leader, and I love this. I love this. This is a little bit of a tangent, but literally about three years ago today, okay, 
maybe like a week ago, three years ago, Jude Bellingham made his full first start for Birmingham City. A legend was born, if you will. Well, guess (laughs) who a week ago just made his first debut, his first start, both of them in the Carabao Cup, both of them right around this time, early single digits, August, Job Bellingham. 16 years old, okay? You probably saw that tweet, too. It's a great mm-hmm. one. I felt like I had to share it with people because Love it. Jude, when he started, was 16 three years ago. Job starting out the exact same way. Carabao Cup, first start, Birmingham City, 16 mm-hmm. years old. And my goodness, do I hope he follows in his footsteps. Or maybe he's better than Jude. You never know. Mm-hmm. But Different Jude Bellingham position, right? is my winner. He's a winger. He plays a yeah, winger, he, right? Yes, okay. yes. So, uh, but who, who's your pick? Who's your pick? I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say, look, I would love for it to be Kamavinga, but he's not a starter okay. like Jude. I agree with that. Yeah. And I do think another factor, I think Jude Bellingham's going to win it. I think Jude Bellingham yeah. is going to win okay. it too because because it was such a big debate of who was going to win last year's Copa Trophy between Pedri yeah. and Jude. I feel like they'll, mm-hmm. they're saying to themselves, ah, just give it to Jude this year. And the next one, Tagafi. <laughs> Because Gavi for me is the one that out of all the list, Gavi for me is the most special talent in the Copa Trophy. And I know Nunminch is there, yes, but Gavi is just different gravy completely. Well, what I, I, I like, I, I gotta say, don't don't sleep on Musiala. No, I, I agree. I, 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 but 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 I feel like Jamal Musiala next season will be more of a debate than this one for the Copa okay. because. I feel like this season, Musiala just, I don't know. He feels like he has more confidence. The fact that maybe Lewandowski's not there, maybe he's got, he's in shoe fight. Now he's the guy. Now he's the guy. He's with Mane. I don't know. But I just feel like this season, he's going to be, yeah, going to be prolific. But Gavi, for me, I would give him, maybe seeing him for playing for Spain too. I get a bit of a a bias with that. But but yeah, I, I, I think Bellingham's going to win too. But people, put down below who do you think is going to win the Copa Trophy yep. and tell us why in the comment section. We want to know who are your picks and Nun Minj, pa. We want to see Nun Minj in the comment section below. Or I want to, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, Wonder Kids, we still have a Wonder Kids to talk, right? Here to mention. We do, we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been, we've been going a while here. Yes. There's just so much to talk about, but uh, I got to start with and say hey not everything is bad in this world for you (laughs) everton okay Mm. uh i I know you're maybe losing trust in frankie lampard Mm -hmm. potentially i'm not sure Uh, i know it was tough seeing ben godfrey go down with an injury and the injury bug just continues to pile up uh with the toffees Mm -hmm. but i do have to provide myself already an early mea culpa and already sorry because amadou onana looks a proper unit Okay, Mm -hmm. I do understand that in this game versus Villa, he made a mistake. He ultimately got bodied off the ball. It led to a Villa goal. He -hmm. then also forced a goal. But my goodness, he does look like a player that Everton could build around and they might be able to really use and ride um, his talent into maybe a non-relegation threatening season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just watching him, you can see. Uh, he's he's going to do numbers. He's going to do numbers, I believe, in the Premier League. Okay? okay, and he didn't really play too much with Leo. He did not before you know before making that thirty million jump. So Amadou Onana, uh, the quality is clear for me. 
Um, and if Everson stays up, he's probably going to be a big reason why. Okay, it's a risk too. Like if a player that doesn't yes. have a lot of experience and Lampard, okay, he needs <laughs> things to go for him right now. And Anthony Gordon, seeing Everton play, I loved how Gordon got that goal, and he really, I really felt like he's the hero of Everton. He's he's going to go another another level higher next season, in my opinion, and so. another level higher. This is the perfect way of saying Fabio Silva is going this yeah. season. Perfect loan to Anderlecht, being the man up forwards. And five goals already for Anderlecht. One assist, I yep. think. And he already has more goals than what he had at Wolves. The entire it's season crazy. at Wolves. And it's and 14th Porto. of August. He had three goals, I think, right? Well, how many goals yeah. at Porto? I think he had three at uh, Porto and four at Wolves. And he was sold straight yeah. away. So, like, he scored those yeah. three goals. Wolves said, 40 million. <laughs> and then, yes, he had a hit. Uh, not the best season, okay? In the Premier League. It's tough. New player. New environment. Yeah. But I got to say, I, my expectations for the season after were this one, I'm already yeah. going bold here in my head. But seeing five goals already, I say this was the right decision for Fabio Silva. And let's wait and see. It's the 14th oh. of August. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, when I'm, it's I'm, May, I'm... we might see more than 30 goals this season. Right? Should... If he has more right. than five already. So Fabio Silva. That should be the the tagline for this whole podcast. It is the 14th of August. Breton, stop talking about Sevilla as if they've lost everything because it's the 14th of August. Uh, no, I, I Fabio Silva, it's great to see it. We all saw last season with Anderlecht we saw a certain Sergio Gomez have himself mm -hmm. one hell of a season for them. And where is he signing now? Yeah. Manchester City. So ultimately, uh, I wouldn't call it rehabilitation because Fabio Silva has always been talented. He just necessarily didn't wasn't able to really get hit the ground running at Wolves. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think we could be seeing 25, 30 goals, much like it helped Joshua Zerksy, much like it has helped others in the past. Um, I, I, I love be that he is off. Yeah. I love that he is off the mark for them and ready to go. And, and there's another player that's like this. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, we've, he's developed at La Masia. He's developed at PSG. Okay. Mm. But ultimately a lot of ah. people were writing Xavi Simmons <laughs> yes. off or Simons off for being a failed wonder kid of some sort. He is not a failed wonder kid. Nope. He just might not be the level of PSG yet. He might not be the level of Barcelona yet. But ultimately, he is 19 years old. He has already been given by Ruud van Nesselrooy mm -hmm. uh, the opportunity to show what he could do at PSV Eindhoven. And he has rewarded them with three goals, two assists, and four matches for PSV. So I love to see a story like this where everybody's already kind of slapping Shabby Simmons's or Simons's uh, name up on the wall as a failed wonder kid. And he is currently in the process of uh, telling them, hold up a second. True. I've got a whole career ahead of me and I've got some things to show you. So I hope it continues because um, mm -hmm. this is a right decision made for his development. So I hope he learned from this. I hope his family learned from this and I hope his agent learned from this. This is the right step for him. Yes. And I think he's going to do well. His, his, his agent would rest in peace right now. It was Mino Raiola. Oh, right. So, like, Raiola, he knew the talents of Ravi Simmons. And now, going to the Eredivisie too, it's just so fitting with his clients, too. Like, Ibra in the past, like, he, he was in the Eredivisie. He became the player that he was. True. They leaked to and from, from Ajax. And Simmons, yeah. like, we were judging him. Not, get, mm. not, not going to Ajax, maybe, but PSV. 
PSV mm-hmm. is the place to be, as it seems, and Bakayoko Ooh. and Nori Madueke yep. injury too. I was worried mm-hmm. for PSV, but as it seems, nobody was counting out Xavi Simmons, and he is delivering. I love that yeah. shot. Still 19. And, and still 19. Yeah, still 19. And prayers up to Richie Ledesma, who unfortunately, you know, gets some time again with PSV's first team. Mm. Hell, he even got a start, and once again, he's injured. So oh. hoping it's not too serious. And he's he's back on the field that because be that's cool. a talent I would yeah. But I'll tell you what, and I, I don't mean it's steal your thunder because mm-hmm. but I gotta say there is another yes. somebody that was kind of pointed out as not yet a failed wonder kid, but maybe somebody that people were skeptical about. Mm. And you know, Yusufa Mokoko ah, no, uh, no, no. basically said everybody everybody mm-hmm. hold up. I'm still yeah. 17 years old, and uh, you give exactly. me a chance, I'm gonna let you know what I can do. And he helped Dortmund win their second in a row. Took him 20 minutes to make an impact, and it's another one. You got Xavi Simons over at uh, PSV and Mukoko uh, at BVB, and I'm excited to see what he can do this and season. Dortmund was losing; they were losing two nil and 20 yeah. minutes. Those two goals, and no, that one goal and two assists. Were all yeah. three goals that Dortmund needed for that comeback against Freiburg. I was watching that match, saying to myself, this is unbelievable. Jude Bellingham is out, and now you have Jamie Bynan Jensen's and Mukoku mm-hmm. stepping up big time. World class youngsters always Great. with Dortmund, man. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. What a game. Uh, it's good. What a game. They it's needed good. it too. They needed it. That confidence boost, man. That Haller miss. Yeah. Oh. And Arda Guler. Yeah. Gotta say he gets the new number ten of Fenerbahce. We love Arda yes, Guler here at FC Wonder Kid, and yes, getting that number ten deserved at seventeen. That just shows uh-huh. the potential of Arda Guler, one of the best talents out there, especially at seventeen. So Fenerbahce, yeah. I, I, I love it. It's it, it's a huge deal, and I just hope Jorge uh, Jesus um, mm, keeps plays him. plays him, and that it's not a ceremonial ten. Um, like True. you know, it kind of feels like Christian. Uh, Pulisic, his, his ten is now his ten is now ceremonial, and Smith Rowe's ten is now hum- somewhat ceremonial. <laughs> yes. so, so that's tough. But mm-hmm. I've got two more, two more yes. Brazilians. You just got to remember their names. Mm-hmm. You got to look up what they did. Uh, I know you know because we've been talking about them. But mm. two, um, two Brazilians that are just blowing up in Brazil, and it's not Hendrick. Okay, yes. Uh, one is Vitor Roque. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've talked about him previously, 17 17 years old, 17. He scored the goal that sent Atletico Paranaense, is that how you say it? Um, Yeah, to the Copa Libertadores semifinals. He did it in the 96th minute, and then he promptly took off his shirt or did something to get himself a nice little yellow card. They are into the semifinals, and apparently at that game, not surprisingly, Real Madrid was there to scout him. So <laughs> Vitor Roque has 12 goals and 15 starts for them this season. And what I loved about that goal, that late goal against the Estudiantes, okay, was how he sacrificed himself for it. Mm-hmm. He put himself on death's door, right? The goalkeeper just, just beating the goalkeeper to the ball, mm-hmm. getting it in the back of the net, and it was just a beautiful thing. Um, and I think you're going to see his name shine up in lights uh, over the coming months or so, uh, as he continues to progress there. And then the other one is more of a defensive midfielder, 18-year-old Andre Santos, who plays for Vasco da Gama, who's mm-hmm. in Serie B. But we've seen really good players come out of Serie B before. He's getting a chance. He's like this pseudo-defensive midfielder, but he's playing all sorts of roles for them. He's got five goals this season, mm-hmm. and he had two the other day. He's got four in his like last three 
Andre Santos, 18 years old, another Brazilian. You got to watch if you don't know him already. So um, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to try and bring some new names to you every once in a while mm-hmm. after we, um, after you guys yell at me for being a Barca hater. Uh, most of the podcast, I will still bring you names that you need to watch out because my guess is Barcelona is likely going to be looking at adding one of these guys before Real Madrid does. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. So, people, <laughs> put down below one kiss that we haven't mentioned down below. And yes, if you're listening until now, do not forget to like this video and podcast. It's a huge Please. help for me and Bretton. Follow us on Spotify, FC Wonderkid, on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcast community. So listen to us on Apple, FC Wonderkid. And again, subscribe to our YouTube channel and press that alert. We want to see the alert button so you know when the episode is out. Thank you for listening to us, episode 68. And thank you, community, for going bold weekly.